Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is time for another Kick-Ass Career Conversation. I am Kim. I am Louise. And we are joined by... Allie. Nice to meet you and nice to see everyone. Allie, we're so glad that we're here. We're going to let people know more about you in just a minute, but we want to start this week how we start every week. Friends, what are we celebrating today? Um, this, I, I say it every week, how much I love this question and how much I appreciate this opportunity to actually reflect on my week. Cause I do take some time to think about what's happened and what's going on. What do I want to leave behind? But this celebrating is kind of what I want to take forward. And it's this opportunity I've had in the last week to reflect with my clients on their coaching journey. And it just has given me goosebumps and such appreciation and gratitude for the work that I do and for the people that show up every single week to every single session that really want more from their careers. And it just, it really does give me goosebumps. And I love having that time to reflect with them, to show them where they've grown on their journey and where they are now compared to where they were just a few months ago. And it's, it's really a lot of fun. And I just get so much meaning and joy hey, look at me, I tied it into the title. But I do, and and I just really want to celebrate and appreciate um, my clients, especially these last few that uh, have wrapped things up with me. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm putting into the space today. How about you, Allie? You know, that's amazing. Um, when you talk about that sort of transformation, I'm reflecting on the fact that tomorrow actually is my oldest sister's birthday. It's sort of a big birthday for her, but... It also marks the one year anniversary of my biggest transformation in my life. And so that's when everything took a huge shift for me. So, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you celebrate that? And I say, yeah, actually I do. Um, Because it really is what led me to find my purpose in life. And Mm -hmm. so it's a huge celebration across the board. So um, it's a a big personal celebration for us, you know, in so many ways. Love that. Mm -hmm. Love that. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I'm celebrating shifting energies with the Aquarius new moon and the lunar new year. You're welcome for your bit of woo. Um, I seriously, I am though. I, um, I do feel it when things shift and, um, just to go deep for just a second here to like see on paper, that what we what is happening in the skies has never happened before in our lifetimes is really exciting for me because that does mean for those of us that are aligned and we feel it, we'll actually get to play in a new way that we've never gotten to play with that energy before because it's never existed before. And those that are not attuned to it, it's still happening. So it's kind of cool. So <laughs> that's what I'm celebrating. I'm celebrating stuff that's happening in the cosmos. Um, <laughs> And how that affects us here on planet Earth. Um, So that, I I just lost my train of thought because I'm so excited about it. There we go. Um, I'm just going to go right on to tell people, Allie, more about you. And this is why doing things live is super fun. Because when you lose your train of thought, you look fun. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So Dr. Alexandra McDermott, or Allie, is an award-winning global leader, international book publisher, and motivational coach. She is most recently known for her work reframing despair, going from stuck to unstoppable in female, uh, in fearless female leaders. She is also publishing two more stories in collaborative books this year as well. 
She's the founder and CEO of Pen Crown Publishing and McDermott Leadership, where she helps people define and redefine their purpose and lead the life of their dreams. She was recently honored by the Marquise Who's Who for her entrepreneurial success, received an outstanding leadership award by Education 2.0 was recently named the Top Global Leader 2023 by the International Association of Top Professionals and received the distinction of Top Global Icon 2023 by Passion Vista. Ali is now living her dream life in Southern California with her twin girls, sister, and two dogs. Ali, we are so glad to have you here and so excited to learn more about you. Did you see my face? I was like, <laughs> what? Who are you? <laughs> And she's at our table, right? Thank you. Um, smoking, all kinds of things wrapped up into there. Uh, and I'm, I'm really, really curious. So, like, you have really leaned into the space of really helping others kind of de design their lives, their careers to to be what maybe they only imagined, or maybe what they could never imagine. How has this played out for you? Like, did you always think you would be in this place with this smoking hot credentials and <laughs> this business that's on fire? Like, tell me, Allie, what that has been like for you. You know, that's a great question. And I did not really realize the power of storytelling until I told my story. Mm -hmm. And so I mentioned it tomorrow. Um, so a year anniversary of really, I mean, I was in such despair about a year ago. Um, and so really taking the entire year um, to show up differently um, about, I would say June of last year, May, June of last year is when I told my story in the book. Um, and that's when I started to show up differently in the world. Um, I ended a 25 year relationship, um, you know, starting a year tomorrow, um, which was really difficult, you know, um, unraveling that, you know, um, chronic, you know, undiagnosed medical condition, lots of stuff were told, was told in the story. Um, but really understanding the power of storytelling, right? Um, and then showing up differently in the book kind of gave me the understanding that there's a different platform here for people um, to share their messages with high impact, right? And to create the legacy that they wanna leave in the world. And so I shifted my entire focus um, to really connect to leaders and help them show up in the world differently. So everything in my life changed after that. Um, and I found my purpose in, you know, I'm 50 years old, you know, um, I've done kind of everything in life. You know, I've been an attorney, I've been a retail, I've been a professor, I still teach in an MBA course that I'll never give up, right? But I've kind of done everything. But I really realized my purpose in life was to help people really share their stories and to create the legacy they want to leave in the world. Um, and that didn't show up for me until the middle of last year. Mm, wow. Yeah. I love Louise's <laughs> face. For those that can't see Louise's face because you're listening to this on audio, like she's just, she is all into everything that Ali is saying with like this slack jawed, wow. Yeah, I mean, it, because like that that purpose that we connect to is so important, uh, and it really can drive us to a place where we never ever imagined. Like, what do you think? Like, 
I, I know you had this transversary. Yes, I love that transversary. That's awesome. Um, and, but but what happened, like, through your career and through your life, you did all of these kind of weaves and, and, and things, bips and bobs here and there. Like, what was, were you fi- trying to find your purpose? Or, like, what was that? Like, what drove you to those careers or those choices? Great question. So, I have core values. So my core values are integrity, authenticity, and service. And so all of them really leveraged my strengths, right? So there was no question about that. You know, my skills and abilities, I was an attorney for almost a decade. I I certainly loved what I did, serving clients in that way. You know, I was in retail. I love fashion, right? And, And there's so much service that you do in retail and helping people show up in that space as well. Um, An entrepreneur, always a serial entrepreneur. Um, And so education, you know, loved being, you know, an educator at USC with my global leaders and connecting to them as well. So much service, you know, in that as well. But there was always a little bit missing for me, you know, in terms of, you know, that connection point, I guess, Um, you know, that, joy maybe you know and so so for me it was moments of happiness and i've done so much research on this i research everything so so there were moments of happiness in these different careers for me which is sort of that state of mind versus that sustained sort of you know um being right um and i was looking for that sustained being that joyful presence. And so what I found through storytelling, that platform was I could really leverage that platform with people one-on-one and help them share their message in all of these different sort of, you know, empowering ways. Um, It didn't have to be just one thing, one industry, um, one cause, Um, certain things, you know, all of the different leaders, for example, in our book, Unstoppable, The Rise of Female Global Leaders, that one's going to drop April 19th. Every single high-level female global leader has a different purpose for herself. So in terms of telling her story, I feel like in a way I'm helping support her in sharing her message with high impact and creating her legacy. So it's not just you know, a legal issue or, you know, something like that. It's it's 20 different sort of causes, right? It's 20 different, you know, um, ways to help her create her legacy. And so it's, it's so much maybe bigger of an impact, I guess. I don't know. Um, but there's so much more opportunity to create that high level impact through this sort of platform. I hope that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Wow. There are like juicy bits that I just want to dive into there. So um, also practicing, former practicing attorney, and my husband mm-hmm. calls me a recovering attorney, um, yes. right? Because it, it is. We spend a lifetime recovering from it. And yet, I don't know for you, I went into it because I wanted, I wanted to create an impact. I wanted to be of service. I wanted to make that difference in the world. And I thought, mm-hmm. oh, law is a great way to do it. I can, I can stand up for the little guy. I can fight the good fight. I can do those things. Um, even if it's in a divorce, like I can still, right? Whatever it is, I can, sure. do, I can do those things. And you also 
peppered in there these words of legacy, um, sustained presence. Is that is that what mm -hmm. you were okay? Yes. Um, yes, because that that speaks exactly to why I didn't want to stay in that industry anymore. Um, yes, the systemic changes were were. I didn't feel like I could um, make the impact from within. So that was part of it. Um, it was also who I wanted to be in the world, what I wanted out of my lifetime. And I was not getting it staying in that industry. Right. Um, and so allowing ourselves to, because I have very dear friends who are still in the industry and they are, that, that fuels them. It fills their soul. It does give them meaning. It does give them joy. And so for us to each define that for ourselves and to understand that we are actively building our legacy with every step we take, like I said, there's just so much juiciness there. Those are just some of the bits and bobs that that popped out at me in, in what you were sharing. When, when you started on this process of redefinition for yourself, mm -hmm. did you go about it from this place of like, were the words meaning and joy? or purpose and joy, were those the words that you were using that you were like trying to center in on? So I've always been a researcher. I mean, so, you know, even as an attorney, it was finding the needle in the haystack, right? So, and I was on defense. And so I can tell you the moments where I just couldn't do it anymore, right? Mm -hmm. There were cases I was on where I'm like, this broke me. I can't stay in this anymore, right? And there were particular cases where I won and I thought I really can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, I transitioned from that career, right, into opening my own practice. And, and so I have very specific moments in my life where I knew the transitions from one career to the next happened for a reason. So, um, you know, to go from that to, you know, fast forward to now, um, being a researcher, looking at specific words, yes. Um, so in terms of my transformation, I knew there was a difference between happiness and joy. And I wanted joy and I was committed to joy, right? I did not want the Polaroid picture moments. Mm -hmm. I knew I was very unhappy for a really, really long time. So in order for me to achieve joy, I always felt empowered. How am I going to do that? What does it take, right? I always taught my students as well. And, and so I had the benefit also of being, you know, uh, you know, a professor or, or researcher during, you know, my years at USC, for six years, I taught leadership or change in economics. And so I would show up every term with different research for them as well and say, okay, let's look at this, you know, in leadership and things like that. And so I would show up with research for them to help guide them in their careers and their lives. And we would talk often after class as well, right? So how can you have more of this in your life? And so it's not a huge transition to go from that to what I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, I would show up and say, okay, to achieve, you know, this level, you know, of happiness or joy, you need to do these things, you know. So one of the things I was really big on was trust. So I became a scholar of trust. How do you achieve trust, right? And so one of the best books I've ever read is The Trust Factor, right, which relies heavily on the hormone oxytocin. 
person. And so that was something I taught very often is how do you build trust on your teams and things like that. So, you know, looking even into the minutia of, you know, how to create that in yourself holistically, right? Dancing, dog memes, things like that. Because again, for me, I was miserable. I was so unhappy. So how do I get myself from crying on the shower floor Mm -hmm. to showing up? Because I can't do this anymore, right? I cannot have this life anymore. I have to show up. It's time for me to show up, right? So how do I do that? How do I get myself unstuck? And if I can get myself unstuck, I can do it for other people, right? Mm -hmm. So I figured it out, right? I was able to do it and I was able to do it with vigor. And I decided, you know what, I can do this. I want to do this. I'm going to show people how to do it. So again, it's that whole idea of anytime I'm encountering something and I think it's going to help somebody, I do the research, I show up, I talk about it and I say, here you go. Here's a gift. You know, I'm going to be vulnerable here. This is what happened to me. And here's what I can share with you. Mm. And I am so, I, that term that you put in the middle there of becoming a scholar of trust. Like, wow, that gave me goosebumps when you said that, because I think for us to, to look at our own lives, right. As you were doing, right. Mm -hmm. I couldn't be on the shower floor anymore. Could not do this. I need to do. And being a scholar of trust, where are those elements that I can pull in for myself? And not just doing it for yourself. Like I, I, that's what I also heard Mm -hmm. was, yes, I need to get myself up off the floor and I need to do it not just for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really curious because I think sometimes when we have these, these moments when we can really kind of anchor to, right? Like the, that low point, right? The, the shower room floor, the, the thing that happens to us, that, that moment of, of absolute crisis that, that that says, I can't move forward anymore. I am unhappy. I don't even have moments of happy anymore because that's all disappeared. And so there's, there's that, there's the, that having that, that moment of crisis, but what about for those folks who don't have that moment of crisis, who are stuck in just moments of glimpses of happy, because I think sometimes glimpses of happy keep us stuck from, mm-hmm. from really being in a line and, and designing this life of meaning and joy, because we're like, eh, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Happy once in a while, it'd be okay. So what do you have to say like, to those folks who are kind of like stuck in this fine? Like if we knew they had a crisis moment, they would absolutely, right. Be able to, with help grow and, and transform themselves. But what about these meh, fine folks? That's such a great question because that's inertia, right? You keep going until you're acted on by an outside force, right? I mean, that's physics. Um, And so, you know, and, and that's, I agree, you know, not a great life either, right? It's an okay life. And so, you know, whose job is it to tell someone you're not living your best life. And that's a difficult conversation to have. And it's fascinating because what I've told people as well is when you're sort of stuck in something, I didn't even realize moments myself until my adult daughter told me, if the behavior doesn't change at home, 
I'm yanking you myself by the time you turn 50, right? So sometimes it does take someone from the outside to point out behaviors or, you know, parts of someone's life that needs to change. Um, it takes that loving presence um, in someone's life, that supportive element. Um, but, you know, it's, it's difficult. I'm not, I'm, I don't have a degree in psychology or anything like that. That's not my bailiwick. But, you know, that is, like I said, inertia when we're just moving along um, until something does kind of hit us off balance. Um, but all I can say to people is if you want your life to be the life of your dreams, right, um, then you have to make actions to change it. You have to change your behavior um, because nothing's going to change until you do. Um, but it's not, I don't think, our job to tell people that things need to change unless they're seeking that input. Okay. Well, I think that's that's this idea behind designing, right? Mm -hmm. the, the title of today's episode is Designing a, a Life of Meaning and Joy. We don't want somebody, we may hire somebody to design a house for us, but we're not we usually don't do it without our input, right? Exactly. We don't just say, just exactly. go design a house for me and I don't care what it looks like. You want input on it. Right. So when we're designing our lives, right, the number one voice at the table needs to be ours. And we can't design it because somebody else has said, nor I don't like using the word should, but this feels like a really good place to put it. Like, don't, just don't do it. Don't let somebody else tell you you need to design your life if you don't want to. Right. In a different way. If you want to, there are ways and there are people that can help you do it. Exactly. That's what I'm hearing. You know? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's interesting. that I love what you said around, um, like, if you want the life, like that dream life that you dream. I, I don't, I know very few people that wake up and say, I dreamt a fine life, right? Like, right. like we have bigger visions for ourselves. We have this, this bigger purpose. Uh, and, and I believe we all know what we, like, we all know what it is, but we lose connection with it. And then we become a little bit complacent and we give up control a lot of time and just say, okay, well, you know, I'm just going to bop along here and do it because it's, it's okay. It's fine. But we're talking about like the, the dreaming, the big dream and how you bring that closer right. to yourself. I do think that there are moments, though, where I can even admit here that there are times in the last 25 years, and I and I reflected so deeply on it, where I should have left and didn't, um, and it and I did bop along, right? And I was just sort of keeping the peace, or you know, convinced myself, rationalized, did whatever the case may be, I wasn't going for the dream life. Um, I convinced myself it's better for the kids to be able to be the shield and sword here, you know, whatever the case may be. And I probably mortgaged years, maybe decade, right? Um, doing that. Um, and so it takes someone really it could take someone, I should say, it could take someone a couple of years, months, whatever, again, resources, things like that, a while to process what's right for them, what their needs are. Everybody's situation is different. 
what I recommend people do now is what I call sort of a life audit um, is really to look at, you know, their needs, their goals, you know, things like that, because things are not going to change unless you are intentional about it. Mm -hmm. um, and I wish, of course, that I had that sort of period of reflection. Maybe things would have been different. But, you know, I had an adult son who begged me to leave probably a decade ago. Um, but had I left, I wouldn't have my twin girls who are 10. So everything, I sort of have this belief, you know, going woo-woo a little bit. Everything happens for a reason, right? And I wouldn't have my beautiful girls or even maybe my beautiful life now if things had been different. I wouldn't have learned all of the amazing lessons that I learned um, had things been different. But again, conducting this sort of life audit quarterly, looking at things in your life, are they optimal? Are your relationships optimal? Are you doing what you wanna do for your career? I've created a framework for my leaders in my book to really look at their physical needs, their mental needs, their emotional needs, their spiritual needs to lead to the life of their dreams. It's an assessment, it's one, two, you know, four or five, there's no three, you can't show up in the middle, um, but it's really to assess and there's three categories underneath of those, you know, and tons of stuff to look at. But it's really to conduct this assessment about their lives in those four different categories. And hopefully they do it quarterly, but you know, are you leading the life of your dreams? So there are so many things you can do intentionally to look at your life. Right. But again, it's hard to show up in someone's life and say, hey, by the way, I, I'm not seeing you're leading a really great one over there. It could be better. Right. That's really hard. My daughter was able to do that to me. But that's a really difficult conversation to have. Well, and that that starts with trust and the type of relationship right. that you have with them and all of that. Absolutely. Exactly. Um, so I, I primarily work with founders and entrepreneurs, and it's it's the same thing, whether it's in our lives. And, and actually, the way we do it is it's a life business blend. Mm -hmm. um, and it is a quarterly review and reflection. Awesome. And, um, you know, Louise, you and I talk about doing reflections and assessments all the time because they give us a snapshot. Right? They give us that moment in time understanding. Now, could it and is it likely going to be different three months down the line? Sure, if you're doing something. And you don't have to always do something to make forward momentum. I think that's also, there's this, um, uh, this misconception, but it's also a, a misaligned pressure that we put on each other in society, Protect, particularly those of us that touch the, the coaching world and leadership development world. Like, momentum doesn't always is not always linear mm -hmm. momentum always doesn't always mean a, a step up growth right right momentum means something is changing mm -hmm. and that you are having some sort of hand in in the change that's being made right there's some intentional step that you're taking um Allowing ourselves the time to stop, to assess, to reflect, to dig into that on a regular basis allows us what we did at the beginning, that celebration, right? Louise, it's why you love doing it every week and why you love doing it with your clients. It's that place of like, stop, take a quick look so you actually know what's happening. Because without that, that is where we get into that place of meh, mm -hmm. right? It's fine. It's mm -hmm. fine. And it is absolutely fine to live a fine life if that's what you want. That could be somebody's dream life, right? right? I don't want to minimize that for people who don't have it even fine. 
And we get to, we, we do give away our power and we forget that we get that opportunity to all of us, regardless of situation, we get an opportunity to reflect, assess, and make decisions. It's, it's called personal agency, right? We, We get to have some ownership over our lives, even if we don't have ownership over our circumstances. Yeah. So, so I had this client today, I'm going to share a little story, <laughs> who, um, it was our first introductory call. And so she knows that there's something going on. That's why she reached out for a coach. There's some kind of change or something that she wants in her life. Mm-hmm. And, and I found it so surprising because at the, at the end of the call, because she's talking about career growth, right? Career planning. How do I get from here to there? What is there? Mm-hmm. And she said to me, I didn't think this would be so much self-reflection. Huh. And and it caught me off guard a little bit because that is the that is the the core of I think of designing your career path, designing your life towards whatever it is that you want. It starts with the core. It starts with that self-reflection. It starts with the foundational pieces of who we are on the inside. And yet that this person came to me very much like, tell me the goals, what are the actions, and let's get going. Fascinating. It's that shortcut, mm-hmm. right? It's the shortcut. We want the shortcut. We want the, because we see the emails, we see the memes, we see the things in our streams on whatever social media we're on of this idea of, right, in my world, it's a lot of entrepreneurial stuff. So it's, right, get to $100,000 in 60 days. Get, right, get, triple your income in 30 days. Whatever those things are, we want those fast things, which are, they're not real and they're not sustainable to go back to what Ali, what you were talking about, kind mm-hmm. of finding that sustainable presence. And I also, I find it fascinating because the people that I, that show up in my world that want those fast results, there's so much pain, mm-hmm. right? I find that there is, and it, it may not be what we would call trauma, but so much pain mm-hmm. and so much um, systemic uh, conditioning that has occurred. Now I primarily work with women. I, I have worked with people across the, the gender spectrum, but I primarily work with people who identify as women. And, um, I was just having this conversation in my container earlier today is this idea of doubt, right? So many of us show up with this idea of, of, of doubting ourselves because we don't actually listen to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And when when our little inner ter- internal voice, our highest self, or that pops up and, and gives us that that ping of information, we automatically push it down and say no, because we've been conditioned to be that way. And so having people show up who are like, "Wow, this is a lot of self reflection," I can imagine for her that was really scary. Mm-hmm. And just don't make it painful, <laughs> right? Not that I'm not saying Louise, don't make it painful. Like that may be what, like, this is scary. I don't know. Cause so several clients this week all said the same thing. It was like, we get into this, uh, this crunchy place for them. And I, I say, well, you know, what's that block in your way? 
And, and what's the answer we always hear? I don't know. <laughs> and my, I come back to them and I'm like, I bet you do. I bet you're just afraid to put words to it. And so I'm curious if that's not what also, it's like this place of self-reflection means I have to put words to something I don't want to put words to. Right. Oh, you're being bit by a cat. <laughs> oh, no. I think, too, in this space, a lot of clients and people feel like there's a big crossover almost between therapy and coaching, you know, and, and it's hard to kind of explain to them, look, you know, some of these things are above my pay grade. We're not going to do that, you know, but but there there is a feeling that there there has to be, you know, some sort of. Um, guidance toward, hey, you know what, there's an opportunity for self-love here. There's an opportunity to really engage in, you know, some positive self-talk or positive mindset or, you know, we're coming from a negative bias or, you know, and so some of it may sound like a little bit of therapy. It's not, you know, um, but I think there is maybe a feeling of that sort of deep work that has to be done that may feel like that, but really shouldn't be cast in that light. Yeah. I, I, it's therapeutic without being right. psychotherapy. Right, exactly. Because right? yeah. as you said, you're not a psychologist, neither Louise or I are psychologists. And, and yet we are um, scholars of human nature. Right. 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 Um, and so having that understanding and understanding that a limiting belief sounds different than an, in, than your intuition. Right. It shows up differently in our body. And, and those blocks look like there are actual blocks that we come up against. And then there are the blocks that we've created for ourselves and they sound and they look and they feel different, but it, it takes a lot to understand that. And so that is the language that we use because it is therapeutic but it is not psychotherapy. Right. Yeah. And I think too, Ellie, you, you said it earlier is that um, I think sometimes we get into a place where it's like the answer is out there, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so when we talk about kind of designing your life, we look at, okay, but what designs are there in the world? We do this for home. I do this for home for floor planning all the time. Pinterest is full of them. What does this floor plan look like? What does this floor plan look like? How do you build this house or this house or this house? And so I think oftentimes for our careers, for our lives, when we know something, we've outgrown our, our space and we're looking for something more, we know, right? We have that feeling, that instinct, but yet we're like, but what, but what could that even be? So, so we look elsewhere, we look to other people's designs, we look to other people's lives, other people's careers, other people's relationships, looking for an answer. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but that's, just, that's where we get our doubt from. And that's where we shut down our own intuition. And that's where we stop it. <laughs> Like, we yes, don't have to be inspired. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. And empowered, right? Just right. to see like, this is what's out there, right? Yeah. And I can design my life, my beautiful life by looking at the inspiration, the empowerment from others, and then even connect to them. I mean, with the amazing global platform we have, it makes it so easy to connect like we are just right now. Mm -hmm. um, and so I look at it so differently and I wish people would really adopt this frame is reach out to people you're inspired by, you're empowered by, connect to them because there's so much opportunity in that. Yeah. It, just don't compare yourself to them because you no. don't know, like we don't know. 
Mm-mm. No, but there is no person on this earth. You have twins. They're, they are not walking the same life. No, I have six kids and no, none of them are. There you go. Mm-mm. So it's, we keep thinking, well, if they built this, I want to build that. So I have to follow their steps, but they haven't, they don't have your knowledge, your wisdom, your brilliance, your pain, your joys, your suffering that you are bringing forward. They have their own. So yes, you can use it as inspiration, but like when we design our own lives, when we design our own businesses, when we design our own careers, when we design anything, look for inspiration connect with those that inspire you and then allow yourself to to dive into what fills you up and your in- intuition and internal inspiration because that's that's where your dream life comes from absolutely and and i think there is this debate about and not to go into the whole social media but like this fear of missing out and you know comparing yourself to others and things like that and i always joke cuz i'm like show up vulnerably as, as much as you can so that you can have these authentic connections with people i'm like text me over the weekend. I'm in my Yoda pajama pants, like in a sweatshirt and a baseball cap. Right. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, it's totally different, but you've got to show up, you know, that's why it's authentically making those connections, right. So that you can empower others. Right. And that, and that, that's the whole basis of trust, right. That's the whole scholar of trust piece, right. So that you can make those authentic connections. I love that. I love that. I did. I looked at the clock. <laughs> I looked at the clock. That time went really fast. Yes. This this has been such an amazing conversation. And I think it's it's one that I I hope people are having outside. Like if you haven't had this conversation before, be inspired by our conversation to go have your own about what it could look like and and who you can be inspired by and who you can connect with to create what you want. Um I'd love to know, like in this context of particularly because we're talking about uh, kick-ass careers here, it's like, what would we want people in terms of the work they're doing in the world? What would they, what would we want them to take from away from this conversation today? I love the idea. We talked about trust, right? Cultivating trust and that's cultivating self-trust too. Right. And trusting in yourself that you are actually a fully capable designer, right? Looking for inspiration or whatever that looks like to create your own design um, in your own career. And and just being able to, to lean into that a little bit more. You are everyone is fully capable, um, lovely humans that have that ability within within them um, and to lean into that trust. Uh, and, and although you might look for inspiration out there, you're, you're making your own way. You're building your own career path. You're designing your own life. Yeah. Allie, how about for you? I love that. I really feel like people do know if something's missing, right? I did sort of know my whole life that there was a little piece missing. And so if you have that inkling, reach out, get the resources, talk to Kim, talk to Louise, because there is support to help you find your purpose in life. There's so much research out there that says if you don't know your purpose, you really can't find the joy, right? And so really do 
you know, if that piece is missing, really do work with intention to find your purpose in life so that you can lead the life of your dreams. Mm. I love that. Yeah. And I, I, I am, I am, I'm so stuck on this scholar of trust thing. It, <laughs> that one hit me hard because so, so be a scholar of fill in the blank, right? right? Um, what is that guiding value? I call them dedications, which is, I, I believe, a, um, a layer under, like a layer deeper from values where what are you most dedicated to? What are you most devoted to in this lifetime? So become a scholar of that. Become a scholar of that that thing um, that is your centering force because it sounds like, Ali, for you, trust became that centering force for yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. So I love that. Become a scholar of fill in the blank. I don't know. Louise, what are we going to become scholars of? Ooh, I don't know. I feel like you're like a scholar of curiosity. Ooh, maybe. Yeah. Like that. I'm going to chew on that for a little while. Yeah. I have to figure out mine too because that's, that's my multi passionate self. I'm like, I'm a scholar of everything. <laughs> that's not true. All right. Um, Allie, where can people find you in the world if they want to continue this conversation? So I think the best way to connect is probably LinkedIn. You know, mm -hmm. I connect with virtually everyone. Um, so really, LinkedIn is, I'm going to say, just go connect with me there. Perfect. Perfect. And we will um, include, I think we already did include your link um, in the show notes, but we'll make sure it's there um, on the back end as well. Um, do you have anything going on in the world? Like any launches? Uh, you said April 19th. So do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. So Unstoppable is Unstoppable, The Rise of Female Global Leaders. That's our book. Um, it's going to launch April 19th. We have a lot of collaborative book opportunities if folks want to share their message with the world. Um, so, you know, again, just connect with me if something's of interest and, and that's what you want. We have life-changing leadership and shift and unforgettable guests, lots of great opportunities. But again, LinkedIn is the best way to reach out to me. And I'd love to connect with people regardless of whether they want to tell their story or not. I just love connecting with folks. Mm, beautiful, Allie. Thank you. Louise, what do we have going on? Well, if you want to connect with us, you can find us on LinkedIn. You can also find us at yourkickasscareer.com. That is where you will find um, events that are coming up. For instance, we have our, our little mini micro class series uh, every two weeks. So February 22nd, uh, tune in for micro rituals. This is where Kim and I give little tiny tidbits of information uh, for you to make big changes in your life. Uh, coming up next week, oh, my friend Carrie is going to be joining us uh, from the beautiful city of Regina, uh, way over in Saskatchewan. We don't talk about For that. those in the U.S., that's in Canada. <laughs> We're going to be talking changes, a process, not an event. It's also not a process, but we'll talk about all kinds of things uh, next week. So please join us. You can find us here live on LinkedIn or YouTube or wherever you see us, or you can catch us on the replay wherever you listen to podcasts the most. Um, what else? Anything else? You did it. Check. <laughs> Thank you, Allie, for being here. We are so glad that we had this conversation with you Thank today. You. Um, we're just, uh, just to get to know you just a little bit more. And I'm sure you'll be hearing from both of us to continue the conversation ourselves. Thank you. It was amazing. Thank you so much. Thanks, Allie. Everyone take care. Okay. Bye everyone. Bye for now.